0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is a CC Radio podcast.
1: It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. I can tell you the honest truth. I thought, well, we're the only ones left on this planet something's happened, It have missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like, the feeling, I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling, like, you can't explain it when you don't know, uh, you feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left, and another one just across the road, shaking the daylight out of the tree. All we get was a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed, and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out.
0: Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Believe, paranormal and UFO radio. My name is Cade Moyer and thanks for tuning in. If you've had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. If you enjoy this episode, there are a few things you can do to help the show. Firstly, you can go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review, or you can share the show around social media with your friends and family and that would help us grow. Tonight, I'm joined by Ken, and Ken's had a couple of really fascinating UFO experiences all throughout his life. Ken, welcome to the show. Hey,
1: g'day, code. How you
0: going? Very good, mate. I'm excited by your encounters because you've had encounters from when you were a very young child to pretty much to to modern-day age today. Do you mind kind of walking us through those encounters, especially to your first one?
1: Well, the first ones were sort of... About 1964, I was about five. Um, we had weird things happen in a house. We were living in 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 Gippsland, um, Victoria, and um, like used to see shadow people some nights, you know. And I used to not know what they were. Used to hear um, had a lot of supernatural weird stuff. Anyway, um. Uh, One morning, my parents come in yelling at me and my two brothers, saying, why'd you scare your sister last night? And she was saying it wasn't them. And she told a story how she saw a black UFO appear in the backyard. She looked out the window and saw four shadow people coming towards her. And so she ran out to her bed and pulled over the covers. Next second, the covers were pulled off, and there was like this seven-foot shadow person there. And she said all she could see was his eyes and his mouth, and he seemed to be laughing at her. And she, for some reason, got up and chased him, saying, "Get out of my room!" And she said she chased him all the way up the hallway, and he vanished through the front door of the house. You're kidding? Yeah.
0: Wow, that's that's and then, bloody ballsy as a as a young girl.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then she tried to wake me parents. She was like, um, she was probably sixty. I'd say, Um, so she would have been six or seven years old. Anyway, the times, but she tried to wake me parents and uh, me brothers and me and no one would wake up. They were like in a trance And, and that sort of happened to me a few years before that, like two years earlier when my dog got shot and I woke up in the middle of the night to hearing some woman calling my dog's name, and I looked out the window I had to crawl across my brother's bed and saw like this woman in white and you know it terrified me at first, because so, I could see right through her, tried to wake me brothers, and they wouldn't wake up so this but then I got the courage to look at her, and she sort of vanished off into the distance, and I saw my dog running after her like a, and just shimmered into the bush and. So this um, weird phenomena of where you can't wake up people, I've heard it so much since, you know, and I know exactly what that's like. It's like they're putting a sort of a deep sleep or something when weird stuff's going on.
0: So do you think these beings are putting people into these deep sleep to, I guess, make them less aware of what's going on?
1: Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah. But then the uh, next major experience, you see, my father left the Air Force. He was a painter and then um, used to paint the oil rigs and see weird stuff out there, which I bet a lot of them do. And um, he was part of the Painters and Dockers. I don't know if you've heard of them, that union, that real honest union in Victoria. Yeah, back years ago, sort of a bit of a gangster (laughs) union. My dad became a whistleblower, so he got blacklisted from, you know, that area he was working in, and so he had to, we had to shift around a lot, you know, different towns, you know, because of the, being a whistleblower on Paints Best on the oil rig. <laughs> anyway, that's the sixties. But um, we're staying in a farmhouse. We would shifted a few places around Gippsland, and uh, we're in a place near. Bunyip, which is sort of a, a weird place in Gippsland, And um yeah, one night I'm a I'm about um nine years old, I guess, and uh my brother a year older and we're out in the backyard. It was a winter night, I remember because everyone was muddy. And there's these big long fields in the paddocks behind us where we lived and there was like a house, you know, Half a mile away, and then there's a road. Yeah, it was a very rural area, and um, we're out there, and I'm watching these lights. You know, they seem to be like, you know, half a mile away, and they're just zigzagging everywhere. And I'm going, "To me, brother, hey, uh, what's those lights? Some sort of you harvesting machine, or something? You know, because I'd seen the big hay bale and harvesting machines, and..." But why would they be doing it, like, you know, 7 o'clock at night? And um, then it was just zigzagging over the paddocks. And uh, then as we are looking at it, it seemed to stop zigzagging and then just come straight towards us. And my brother screamed, you know, and he ran inside. And I'm looking at him going, well, what's wrong with you? You know, this is great. <laughs> and um, then this thing just come right up, like, probably, oh, 50, 70 metres away and just sat there hovering above the, because it was like wheat fields and so it was like probably eight, nine foot above the ground and it was just spinning around, lots of lights, um, four giant orange orb lights were all the way around it too and then my parents and family come running out just to see it. As I turned to them, it skipped off away from me and uh, zoomed across the fences across the road, across these trees and turned completely orangey red and just vanished over the horizon and then my dad said don't tell anybody we have seen this you know and um, then um, a few nights later my parents screamed we were in the laundry watching TV and I heard them scream in the kitchen and as I went in I saw these lights come through the window and then vanish and that kept happening quite often, you know, at night with and then <laughs> and all this weird stuff happening, my sister started drawing pictures of on um, record covers of people and putting one eye on the centre of the head like um she's seen this third eye thing happening. And this was all happening in the same house, was it? No, this is like three different
0: places. So Oh wow. So this is a reoccurring type of thing
1: yeah and and this is like nineteen sixty eight when the this one came right up to me at this farmhouse, and then we shifted from there all the way over to up near orville Donga and that but um nothing much happened there. I just saw a silver thing fly across the sky one day that looked like a ball a silver ball but
0: so why do you think your dad didn't want you to talk about that experience?
1: I think because back in the sixties um it was just a common thing. If you see weird stuff, you don't say it because people think you're nuts. Whereas today, everyone seems to know what's going on, you know. Um,
0: and did your dad ever talk about the experiences?
1: Um, he no, he never liked talking about. It. I, I've actually tried talking to my brother about it recently, and and um, he will not talk about it. He just doesn't want to. He goes, Oh, those lights we saw and I go, What do you mean lights? they come right up to us. It was not lights, it was a light, you know, and No, nah, I don't wanna don't wanna think about that, you know? <laughs> Like yeah, it's weird how some people just in denial about things and uh my father's passed now, so I can't ask him and, and he got Alzheimer's in the end too, so yeah. But um then, you know, like, um, during the 70s, I kept seeing lots of weird things in the sky whenever I'd go looking for it, and uh, I, know, I think it was about 77, I'm walking along the railway lines in this Melbourne suburb, East of Melbourne, and um, this big orange ball in the sky just suddenly hovered through the clouds, and close again, I said, kind of just come out, so i go, what the hell, you know, I, I didn't even look for it this time and um and then it it shifted into three objects, like split into three and then just sort of dropped down below the horizon, like three objects. Uh
0: so how how big was this big orange ball?
1: It it was really hard to tell ta- it was like just above the cloud sort of thing. But it it looked like looking at the moon, but it was Closer, you could tell it was. Yeah, it, it's like it was like looking at a just a ball in the sky. I mean, an orange ball, you know. And uh,
0: and I guess at that distance, it would have been pretty difficult to to really estimate yeah, its size it was hard as well. To tell
1: how big it was because it was a cloudy night with a full moon, but it was above the clouds because it kept the clouds kept covering it, and then. The clouds had, um, clear and I could see it, you know, just hovering there. And then it turned into three balls, you know, like orbs. It, it looked orb like, but pretty gigantic, you know.
0: And, um, was it similar to the one that you saw at the farmhouse?
1: Nothing like it, no.
0: Okay. No. What was no, the, what was one, the differences?
1: It, it just, it was just glowing like the whole object was glowing orange, you know, and that was the only colour. There was no other lights. There was um, – and it looked a lot bigger than the one I saw. The one I saw was like the size of a truck, I guess, but um, semi-trailer maybe a ramp round. Um,
0: the one at the farm? Yeah. And did you ever see that light again at the farm?
1: No, just lights coming through the window and back then yeah and uh
0: can you describe what the lights were that you're seeing through the windows and and were they big or were they small
1: well I, I only saw them just as they'd take off when I'd run into the kitchen me parents were screaming and like blue um green red like all different colors you know like yeah like uh yeah it used to really but my parents never ever used to talk about any of this stuff. You know, it's like let's pretend that didn't happen. <laughs> Move on.
0: That's a little worrying because I mean, what if something like that came around to the house while they weren't there?
1: Yeah, and we'd already had shadow people, you know, a few, a few years before that. And uh,
0: and what did your parents think of the shadow people?
1: They didn't, you know, they didn't know what a lot of weird stuff happened, then. that the, that was like just a small thing to them, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> But um, a few years later, I was living in the Dandenongs, you know. Um, up, I don't know if you know about the the uh, Kelly Cahill case. Thing. No, can
0: you tell me? What, what one's that?
1: Well, it happened, she had an encounter with her husband and it's one of the most well-known cases in, in the world, actually, because there's three different peoples who were there at the scene and they all lived in different parts of Melbourne and they're all contacted separately without each other knowing each other afterwards because of an ad put in the paper for it. And, um, she was abducted, um, uh, what's the place? It's just as you're going out of Belgrave towards, um, uh, Nary Warren, the Belgrave Helen Road. Yeah. Um, and it crosses another road, Hetherton uh, Road or something. And she got abducted with her husband along with the people who were, pull, the cars pulled up and saw these UFOs in the paddock. It was just a cow paddock then, you know. Now there's houses everywhere, but, um, yeah, she was abducted and she had the markings on her afterwards. Um, her husband... He was a Muslim and he didn't want to ever talk about it and he left her in the end. But um, three weeks after abduction, it also had come back to her what happened. And, uh, yeah, so she's one of the most acknowledged people in Australia with to do with on anyway. They think it's a fantastic case. But I read her book, Abduction it was called. But, um, yeah. Very good. But um, not long after, I actually knew people who knew her because I was living in a town called Mombo, And, um, yeah, so all that was backed up by people who actually knew her. Yeah. Next experience after that, I I had a mate come visit. I was taking him back from Mombo through um, to a place called Roville, which is, yeah, I was taking a shortcut through the, the um, the mountains You know Where you can overlook The whole of Melbourne Like And uh, it just suddenly felt That there were UFOs out You know And I said You want to see a UFO And so I pulled over On this overlook site Which looks over The whole of Melbourne You know And We were sitting there Watching this light Above Melbourne There were aeroplanes Going over And everything But This light just seemed really bright and then it just suddenly came towards us and it turned up like within three minutes it was coming right near us you know it was like one minute's in Melbourne 32 miles away and then suddenly it's up near us and he freaked out and took off going no no wait, it's after but then we're taking down this battle road going down this hill and I'm um, going nah, stop, stop mate you know it's it's right above us right now. And so he stopped. Hey,
0: it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's com slash upgrade.
1: And I've got out and it just sort of hovered over us. And it was really hard to explain. It was like there's a light all around it, but in the center, it, it looked almost like it was organic, like it was rock or concrete or sort of grayish.
0: So you could kind of see within this craft a little bit.
1: Yeah, it was like not that high above us, you know. It was like it was above the treetops, you know. And then as it went, it it glided over real quiet, you know. They never make sound. None of them I've ever seen have made any sound whatsoever. And then it just started following the mountain range and just – you know, sort of halfway up around the mountain range and just I saw it just vanish slowly off into the distance following the mountain range. And <laughs> I'm going, wow.
0: And did you ever feel like that, craft knew you were there?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I felt it just zoned in on us all of a sudden. Because <laughs> it, like, it was over Melbourne, next minute's over near us. And, uh, but it didn't worry me. I, I wasn't. I, I've never been scared of them, ever. Never? Yeah, no. I just, you know, you don't, I don't know. It's just something that seems out of this world or dimension, but um, I've never felt that I'm in harm or anything. No.
0: And have you found any common link between these UFO encounters that you've had there, Ken?
1: Any, sorry?
0: Any common, I guess, ground between these um, UFO encounters that you've had? So have you found that, like, maybe it's the same types of same type of crafts or, or lights that have been showing up. Um, is there is there something that you find that could maybe connect these or do you think they're all just individual encounters?
1: Well, that's the thing. Every single one I've seen has been different. Like I, I saw, I was in Boronia back in the early 90s and I was with some friends in, you know, just out in the backyard having a cig and all these star-type UFOs started, just gliding around up in the night sky, and they looked just like stars, but they were like moving like insects and zigzagging and like dancing with each other, and then they all just swarmed together and just slowly went off into the horizon and uh I was going wow, and I've known plenty of people who actually saw it that night, other places in melbourne, and um but uh, I guess yeah, the that you know, I, the last UFO experience that I had was back in two thousand and four, and that made me realise that UFOs are actually a um, they're a bad omen because a lot of times I've seen UFOs bad stuff has happened in my life. You know, are you able to tell me a little bit about that? Well, um, I was living in a log cabin yeah in. Uh, East Gippsland, uh, yeah, not far from the ocean, I'm only a mile up the road from where this happens still, and I'd lost my license, you know, I'd been painting with thinner base paints and then they breathalised me and said that I was over the limit, and I wasn't over the limit, I'd had like three beers in five hours, and they said I was over the limit, and what they were reading on the breathalyzer was probably thinner base paints, but yeah, I know I'm digressing a bit, but... Anyway, so lost my licence, had to walk home. And, um, you know, 60 cars passed me and not one had picked me up. If you hitchhike in the morning around this area, you do get picked up at night. No. Anyway, took me four hours to get home and I'm worried about my two dogs. I had these two Rottweilers at home, you know, that I'd rescued from. And... um, when I got home, the window was wide open, uh, dogs weren't there, so I started searching the area, driving around in my unregistered car, <laughs> I mean, without a license, you know, and the car was unregistered, <laughs> all around trying to find what happened to me dogs and just walked for miles. And then night time coming, so I thought maybe if I make a barbecue outside, so i cooked all this food for them. Calling them and starting to realize this is not looking good, you know. And uh, I was sort of started to get depressed, looking down at the ground, you know, pitch black night. Suddenly the ground started to glow red, you know, and it was pulsating. And I'm going, What's going on with my eyes? <laughs> Why am I seeing red? And then I've looked up, and there's these two gigantic UFOs just slowly gliding over me. They look like giant, um, luminous train carriage type shapes of all the lights you could ever imagine. And at the back of them were two gigantic red orb lights that were pulsating, and that lit the whole area up was red, those pulsating lights at the back. And instantly I go, my oh God, my dogs are dead, you know. I just knew instantly that these UFOs going over were telling me, and I, I mean, you know, it seems a bit nuts, right? Eh? And uh, then I found out the next day um, that they'd been shot by these hunters because they were, you know, $200 a bounty for dogs, and they'd shoot them and take their ears in to get their 200 bucks, you know, because of some cancel a guy who owns like hundreds and hundreds of acres <laughs> and he can get, make up whatever he wants um, yeah so and I found where the dogs have been killed farmers told me they heard the shots and uh, all that so that was like you know, wow they actually told me dogs died you know <laughs> and they were beautiful these UFOs so like, I didn't want them to go you know and I actually looked up about UFOs back at that time frame, and apparently in South Australia they saw the same sort of UFO, someone did, that night, and, and in Perth. So I, I believe this UFO was travelled all the way across Australia, because, uh, yeah.
0: Oh, wow, really?
1: Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I'm going back a few years when I researched it, but, you know, not that you we know, find over, you know, that good at flying up things, but, yeah.
0: And were you able to um, see any other details on these craft? Because they sound like they were quite close to you for them to be emitting light straight onto the ground where you were looking.
1: Mm. Well, they seem to be as high as, like, say, a helicopter would fly above, you know. Um,
0: okay, so they, so they were, were a little high, bit but,
1: high. But they were like the size of giants. Sh- you know, um, aircraft carriers, I guess. Um, yeah.
0: And they weren't making any sound or anything when they were above you either.
1: Never any sound, never. I've never heard any sound from them. And the thing that made me feel a lot better after seeing it, because I was thinking, am I just seeing things that I, was that, um, a neighbor up the road saw the exact same thing that night. And she told me like two months later, you know, and I actually live here now where, she had like eighteen dogs and you know, so I I ended up living here with two dogs and, and four dogs and Yeah. But um no UFO, UFOs here, maybe she keeps them away because she was her non belief in her it just weird.
0: That's it's it's quite a fascinating life that you've had there, Ken, because I mean to to have these shadow people not only I guess Interact with you, but also interact with your family. That's that's pretty unique in itself. And then the, and then to have, I guess, uh, I guess, your sister seeing a face within these these shadow men, which is quite unique in itself. That's um, that's that's pretty terrifying on its own. And for it to be smiling at her, that's that's pretty creepy.
1: She said it was like he, they were mocking her and 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 laughing at her. Yeah, it's like. I've heard other people talk about shadow people, but I haven't heard them actually see the mouth and eyes as pure white or, or something. You
0: know? Yeah, it's it's something yeah. I've never heard of either because whenever I hear or talk to people who have encountered shadow people, it's always just a... It's black. Th- yeah, yeah, it's black. It's just a shadow. I mean, it's it's everything mm. the name says it is. They they don't really see yeah. these additional features. So for her to see that, that's that's pretty mm. outstanding. And it makes me wonder if, Maybe they were something else.
1: Mm. Well, around that same time, I, I was in a tent. This was in the 60s. And um, I woke up with these alien-type creatures. Well, you know, they were greys. But I couldn't see their faces. Their faces were just totally faceless, like normally people see the big eyes and the little mouth. And they terrified me. And... Um, I remember at the time I I actually traveled through the dentist office, seeing my grandmother and mother in the waiting room, hearing me screaming, and they've ran in, and I've sort of followed them and then gone back into my body. And um, I'm only like six years old, and I wasn't screaming because of the pain of losing some teeth, but it was because I thought I'd just been somewhere else, you know, and uh, felt. I had the sleep paralysis thing all my life too until like you know twenty six or something. Yeah.
0: Do you think that might have been an out of body experience when you were six years old?
1: Yeah, yeah. I had a few of them in my life, and yeah.
0: Is there anything and that brings I, them on, or is that something that just kind of happens randomly? I
1: I, I don't know. With it me, it was just random. I never wanted to astral travel or anything like that. You know. Yeah. I think it's sort of like um, lucid dreaming in a way too, but because it feels so real. But now I tend to think that it's, you know, I used to want to think that, you know, there are aliens from another planet, but I don't, I think. The, you know, the fallen angels, you know, just messing with the only explanation I can think that makes sense. (laughs) And my dad was a Freemason, so maybe carried on some curse from the old times, and, you know, who knows.
0: So what do you think these UFOs are? Do you think they're they're something man-made? Do you think they're maybe something from out of this world? Do you think they're something interdimensional?
1: Yeah, more interdimensional, because they can seem to flip in and out whenever they want, you know. And uh, I don't know about Yowies and Bigfoots and that, Um Oh, I to think they're real critters, but maybe they're interdimensional in some way. And yeah.
0: And do you think these shadow well, people and these UFO encounters, they're all connected or do you think those are?
1: Yeah. 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 Cause um, I know, I've heard of too many other people talk about them and, and connections to seeing UFOs around the same time. And so it must be, you know, that I, I think they're just, Wow, well, foreign angels, demons, and you know demons need vehicles to fire around into, I guess and and I'm not even putting out that some of the u f o s we see may even be driven by angels, who knows i mean i uh, I didn't feel that the last one I saw was evil in any way. I just felt it was forewarning me of you know that yeah, and it it. it it just looked so beautiful, I, I couldn't even see that it was evil, you know? So I think some UFOs are bad, but we're good. I mean, yeah, who knows? I, I don't, you know, the more you know, the more you don't know.
0: And you've never felt in danger from any of the UFOs that you've encountered?
1: Nah, not from UFOs, no.
0: And what about I, the shadow I, I, people? Did you ever feel in danger with them?
1: Yeah, I I mean, when I was younger, I used to see them you know, at night and stuff, but you almost get used to it when the places we were living in. I don't know. Um, Yeah, I mean, you you sort of do get used to supernatural and weird stuff. Like when I'd see the UFOs, I wouldn't, you know, think much about it. (laughs) You know, like, yeah, I just saw them and, But as time's gone on, you can talk about it more because I realise so many more people have seen them. At least half the people I know in my life have seen UFOs and had ghost experiences or supernatural, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it seems like in this day and age, a lot more people are open to talking about the experiences that they may have had. And, you know, I I really do think that's a a big thing to do with the internet and just a lot more open communication about these types of things now where there's a lot more support groups and and things like that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like um, I didn't even know about the Westall um, UFO sighting of 200 kids back in 1966 and that was sort of when we were having the same, you know, we were having UFO experiences and, uh, I wonder how much was going on then, you know, and how much the government knows. And I, I think there might be some reverse technology UFOs getting around, but uh, I've never seen a triangle UFO, so I tend to think maybe they are government-made, but I don't know.
0: Yeah, it it really is quite an unknown, and it's it's fascinating that I guess a lot of the UFOs that you've seen have always been the, the balls of light. so. That's that's kind yeah. of interesting in its own.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've seen a couple of the orange, the same orange orb. I saw I saw that a few times in a different, like two other times I saw that same sort of UFO. Yeah, um, around the same time, like during the seventies. Yeah.
0: Well, Ken, I want to thank you for coming on the show and sharing those encounters with us, mate. They are truly fascinating, and it's really interesting to to meet someone who's had a connection between shadow people and and potentially UFOs.
1: Oh, thank you. It's been a privilege. Yeah, good to get it out of, here. Out of your, you. Know, I, I, you know, it's good to talk about it because it, you know, gets it out of your system.
0: <laughs> and that's going to do it for tonight. And remember, if you have had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook and that's facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. Until next time, stay safe and you've been listening to Believe, Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio.